0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to week 30 of the It Doesn't Matter podcast. And we've got myself, John, and we've got... Bobby Blattano. There he is. And we've got... I am the notorious one. I am dumb. Boom. Boom. That's right. We are (laughs) live here at the Hot Rod Cafe in beautiful, safe, dark, new London, (laughs) Connecticut. And it is Wednesday. We're filming this on a Wednesday. And it is... Endless, all you can eat, wing you can eat wings, all endless wings, eat- unlimited wings, and as previewed before, I've got some honey mustard wings. Dom, what kind of wings did you get there, pal?
1: I had some spicy dry rub garlic pepper. If you see me on the Facebook or you see me on the Instagram, I eat 15 in them joints, like <laughs> I said. And Kelsey, who's in charge in this beautiful establishment of Hot Rods, said you got to eat 27. So after the show, Ooh. I'm gonna eat 12 more Ooh. for sure.
0: Ooh, Kelsey keeping count. Big oh ups boy. to Kelsey. <laughs> Abel, and what'd you have? <laughs> Forgot about Abel. I, went,
2: I was waiting for the segue, but yeah, um, I got the Thai chili and also got um, the mango habanero. Gotta mm. have that nice spice. Do you deal. have a
0: favorite between the mango habanero and the the chili?
2: Uh, I gotta go with the mango.
0: I, I got I love that hot stuff, man. I keep it hot. <laughs> it is mighty tasty. It is mighty good. But for those that don't know, we are the It Doesn't Matter podcast and able to you know, inform the people a little bit about who we are.
2: Yeah, we're three friends with three different personalities with one love, professional wrestling. You could say it better than that. We are three friends with three personal, different personalities with one love, pro wrestling. One more
1: time, so they can hear you in the back. Just
2: so you get it right, one more (laughs) time, brother.
0: What do you want me to say? (laughs) Say it with your chest, (gasps) goddammit.
2: Three friends, three different personalities, one love.
0: Pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. That is correct, folks. And we've got a very special topic as voted on by some members of the It Doesn't Matter universe. And they voted on Diamond Dallas. Page. There you go. WCW icon and WWE Hall of Famer. And we got a lot of things to cover featuring Diamond Dallas Page. What do we got there going on there, Dom? If you
1: guys don't know who Diamond Dallas Page is, DDP, this guy was driven. He had the heart. He wanted to be the top. This man was determined. He made it to the top. He excelled. He did what he had to do. And this dude... Brought a lot of positivity in life. Did y'all catch that? Did you hear the driven? Did you hear the determination? Did you hear the positivity? We talk of all things DDP.
0: Bang. Bang. Sorry, Positively Page. Even wrote a book called Positively Page. It's a very popular item back in the day. A bestseller, New York Times bestseller. Don't fact check me on that. But it was a very popular (laughs) book back in the day. Google it. Google it. Buy it on eBay eBay? That's right, yeah. So what's Diamond there, Dallas Page eBay
2: account there, John? <laughs> yeah.
0: You don't want to know, pal, but I might be selling uh, a couple of action figures uh, on eBay right now, but don't check those out. Any elites? Any elite? No, nah, just some- Yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> actually, some elite action figures, yes. CM Punk elites. Oh, boy. Mm, we ain't going there, pal. <laughs> yeah,
1: that'll be a different topic. Different not topic. here, not oh, now. Man. All right, guys, let's get into DDP. This guy, he is from New Jersey. Oof. He uh, was a top athlete. He played football and basketball. But he had a little disorder. He was di- dyslexic. Not with that. C- couldn't read, but he excelled. And look where he's at right now. The man's doing the damn thing. But in his later age, basketball and football wasn't working for him. So mm-hmm. the man got to the nightclub industry. That's when he became one of the boys. All the boys came to his spot because at the age of 24, he had his own establishment in Fort Myers, Florida, called Norma Jeans. Ooh. Ooh I'm to actually Jean.
2: be down there in a few weeks, so. Well, they're closed. So Damn you, it.
1: So you're not going to see Norma Jeans. <laughs> Norma
0: Jeans is now a target.
2: <laughs> it probably is. Oh, it yes. probably is a shop in the center or whatever. Still be in the same area. I'll take a picture later. <laughs> Please, thank you. Hey, look, I'm where DDP used to be one time. Hey, Might get a shout-out. Now I get something that's up and up.
1: (laughs) So if you guys know DDP, DDP is a talker. This guy, he talks more than John, and got more wit than John. Bro, 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 bro. bro. So all the wrestlers came down to Norman Jeans, and they loved this dude. They all gave him, like, hey, you guys, you should be in the business. Which he basically did. And then Somebody named the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, happened to pop up in the Norma Jeans, and that's how he got his break. After that, he went to the AWA, the All American with All Wrestling Association. All All wrestling. I would imagine it's the American Wrestling Association out in
0: Minnesota. It doesn't matter.
1: It was
2: AWA.
0: Yeah, it was was a Ganya promotion.
1: Yeah, Yeah. he had his break and he started managing. Who did he manage?
2: Who do you manage? Some Jay Brones.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were Jay Brons. They are called Bad Company with Paul Diamond and Pat
2: Tanaka. That does sound like it's Bad my dude, Company. But dude, Pat
1: Tanaka, how you the manager and you're taller than your your wrestlers? Because that is life, man. Yes. Sometimes you're
0: just taller than other people. You know? I can't help it. I'm how you the manager
1: and have more charisma than your wrestlers?
0: I mean, I walk around my daily life and I'm more handsome than anyone I come across <laughs> on the sidewalk. <laughs> this is true sorry not sorry this is oh love you john (laughs) super kick party
2: booyah oh
1: lord that's one (laughs) (laughs) but besides paul diamond and pat tanaka he had the diamond exchange he also managed two hall of famers kurt henning mr perfect and medusa
2: Hmm. he also managed um the diamond stud also known later on as Razor Ramon. Hey yo, remember that name, Razor Ramon, because everything's gonna come full circle. Yes. Mm-hmm. What was that thing you were
0: saying yesterday about the
1: the six the the six steps or whatever?
0: That's yeah, right. There's a little game called. Uh,
2: oh yeah, the six six, six
0: degrees time. of separation. Yes. It's a game where you can connect any two things or two people within six degrees. And I suggested this game, but I didn't say I was very good at it. <laughs> but you could mention, you know, Diamond Dallas Page and someone more obscure, someone who did not have a connection to him. You know, so if you said Scott Hall, then oh, that's too easy. They he, he, they, he, they were managers and and uh, wrestler. You know, that's too easy. But how about Diamond Dallas Page and someone like uh, Nia Jax? How would you connect those two?
2: I cannot connect that. Right
0: DDP now. Yoga. D- <laughs> sure, That's why not? It. You know, I don't have anything prepared for that. So, DDP Yoga connects the world and connects each other and connects us to you at home. That's it. That's it. That is the way. But, all right. So, his
1: time in AWA only lasted about a year and a half. And
0: too long. the man
1: had to give the gap. So, he took his talents to Stanford, also known as New York City, for the WWF E. And uh, he tried to. To become a commentator, it didn't work out for him, but he did make an appearance at WrestleMania six, driving his pink Cadillac mm-hmm. with the honky tonk man and Greg the Hammer Valentine singing "Honky Honky Talking Love."
2: What was it called? Yeah, that that was horrible.
0: Bro. Did he have his long sideburns and his hair slicked back? I he see. Done. I see you do. <laughs> I, yeah, there was a point in time I had some uh some, some mutton chops. Yeah, you know, you I was rocking back? those. Watch some vintage It Doesn't Matter podcast to see the many looks of Mr. John Lee right here. You can see many looks. If you go to episode one,
1: John had OJ Simpson gloves in the first episode. (laughs) They they didn't fit, so you must have quit. Look at us now. They said, we need microphones. We got microphones. We got audio.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we needed more. We got merch. Yeah. To all those naysayers, the other podcasts that thought we wouldn't last.
2: You guys don't have enough chemistry together.
1: We have plenty of chemistry, because you know why? We are still here.
0: Boom. Call Major. us Heisenberg. We've got chemistry, pal.
1: Oh, boy. That's it. we going to break some bad right now. I know exactly where you went with that. Speaking of chemistry,
0: <laughs> mm. remember
1: I said Dusty Rhodes came into Norma Jeans? Yeah. Dusty Rhodes was on that WrestleMania six card. Yeah. He had a match with his tag team partner, the sweet, sweet Sapphire.
0: She was sweet. Yeah. She looked like honey. Oh, boy. (laughs) Tastes (laughs) like honey, too.
1: Who's the bear? The Macho Man.
2: (laughs) The Macho (laughs) Man. (laughs) Oh,
1: he's the bear all right. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Macho Man Randy
0: Savage. And his tag team partner,
1: Sensational Queen Sherry. Scary Sherry. Oh, we love Sensational Sherry Martell, don't we, on the It Doesn't Matter podcast. We talk about Sherry at WrestleMania, well, no, SummerSlam 92. That's what we talked about
0: <laughs> Yes. SummerSlam 92 and the infamous Rick Martell, the model, facing off against the heartbreak hit Shawn Michaels in a don't touch my face match. Can you imagine that? Professional <laughs> wrestling, well, don't touch was, my face. Yeah, that
2: was the stupidest match I've
1: I ever How you have seen. two pretty boys who don't like each other, who want to fight. Yeah. You can hit me, but just don't hit me in my face.
0: I mean, there's been a lot of weird matches like that in history. One of the most famous... Uh, bizarre matches in Wrestlemania history is at uh, Wrestlemania in uh, 1991 I believe is Jake the Snake Roberts in a blindfold match Ah, against the model Rick Martel I thought that was great and to follow up on that one of my other favorite blindfold matches was on Monday Night Raw around fall 2003 it was the game Triple H in a blindfold match against I think you better recognize D'Lo Brown a lot of people panned that match They thought yeah. that match stunk. There I thought go. it was hilarious. See, see how you're doing? You
1: got your little six degrees of separation right there. You yeah. bringing up everybody, Rick Martell,
0: Triple H, mm-hmm. Jake the Snake, all the people a bunch. I'm even wearing degree antiperspirant. <laughs> smells so good. <laughs> but not as good as these honey mustard wings. They're fantastic. See, yeah. there's only a few here left. That's because I ate the rest already. I put them in a bucket <laughs> to take home later.
2: Eat one now.
0: <laughs> We've we been saying all oh, week, we hungry. We, we hungry. Hit.
2: That's why the, the shirts on our back got the we hungry. Go ahead, show the show the back of your shirt.
1: I'll show the back of my do shirt. Do the Raquel Rodriguez. I hope
0: you like this face, cause you're gonna remember in a second. Look it, show it, look it, off look the it, back. Look at the back of the shirt.
2: Look it. Do the pose. Yes.
0: Do,
2: that. Yeah, do
1: the do the Raquel. Dimples. Show them <laughs> glutes. <laughs>
0: I got thighs that hypnotize. (laughs) I got them shoulders like boulders. (laughs) And I got no more rhymes for any more of my muscles that I can say out in public. (laughs) Might get arrested or something like that.
1: Anywho. Is that the big man? Is is that Uh, him?
0: There he is, my man. Thanks for showing up, guys. Nice nice to have you here. What up, fellas? The big man. Welcome. Welcome to the Hot Rod Cafe, where we're doing episode 30 of the It Doesn't Matter podcast. 3-0. 3 0. We're a little crazy here at that. All
1: things DDP. All right, guys, we're going to get back to WrestleMania 6. Like I said, this oh, yeah. man, DDP, he had a tight relationship with the American Dream, Dusty Rose. If you will. After 1990, Dusty Rhodes went back to WCW, became a booker. First thing he did was call Dally, Diamond Dallas Page up. Listen, baby. D- Could there be yeah, anyone come down else? here? Come on down. We need you. We have a tag team we want you to manage named the Fabulous Freebirds. Michael, was it Pretty Sexy? Hayes? P.S.
0: Hayes? Let's just shorten it to P.S. because we don't really know what it stands <laughs> for.
1: And Jimmy Jam Garvin. Jumping Jimmy Jam Garvin.
0: Jimmy Garvin had wonderful, luscious hair and, you know, hey, age happens to everyone and it just went away. <laughs> but he had a nice long marriage to his wife there, Baby Doll, so... Hey, good for you, handsome Jimmy Garvin. Good for you, my friend. I never met him, but he's still my friend, so there we go. He don't have that hair from the 90s. Matter ah. of fact,
2: DDP don't have that hair from the 90s.
0: No, he didn't. Did Neither he got does. you
1: hair
2: from the 90s? What's up? You got your hair from the 90s? I got my baby hair, so. Oh, boy. Yeah, mine's <laughs> You and John are both losing it. Shut up! Fifth
0: I got my is. hair. See, it's all—it's all there. Hey. Woo. I ain't touching it. But it, it, the most it, famous it guy in is. wrestling right now, bald. Who? Just Braun Strowman? Strowman? Yes. Oh my God! Did you see him <laughs> during the uh, the oh, SmackDown Lord. special? Yeah. No. Man, the comb over never looked so intimidating. Oh boy.
1: <laughs> but you know what? Since we're talking about uh, modern day, I need everybody right now. Hold up your chicken wing. Hold up your glass, because today we're going to acknowledge the Tribal Chief, oh Roman Reigns, because today is day 1,900. or whoa, Hold on. That's whoa. too far how many for you to, heard, you to how say. How hold many on. shots
2: you had? There was only three?
1: One shot. No are going to try this one more <laughs> one time. time. We're going to acknowledge the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, because today is 1,095, Whew. and he is your universal heavyweight champion. For All right. acknowledge that, man. Three years. Tres today. años. Toast Tres. To Roman Reigns. Ooh. Too much. If you've been following the It Doesn't Matter podcast for like the first, what, 12 20, weeks? 29 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> We've been talking about Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the hottest thing in wrestling right now. The Bloodline story is the hottest thing in professional wrestling right now.
0: We talked about Roman Reigns every single week on the IDM pod. Yeah, no matter what we do, it, it always is back to... Roman Roman. Reigns is so hot, he doesn't even have to wrestle. If Roman Reigns loses the (sighs) undisputed WWE Universal World Heavyweight Championship ever, this show ends. No. (laughs) No. No, because we just recap his whole Bloodline storyline and (laughs) won that title for three years. We'll just recap his uh, championship run, and by the time that we finish reviewing his championship run, He'll win the title back and we'll start the show over once more. <laughs> week 396 of the It Doesn't Matter podcast. Imagine that. Hey, we only got to get to one. I think we'll turn a profit by then. <laughs> <laughs> About
2: time.
1: Oh, Lord. About damn time. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. 1,000. All right. Back to WCW, back to Diamond Dallas Page. DDP. DDP, DDP. DDP. That's right. DDP. So. Are you guys familiar with Eric Bischoff in WCW, World Championship Wrestling?
0: I was 83 weeks ago. <laughs> well, yeah, Eric Bischoff. Well, well.
1: They wanted DDP as a commentator because they thought he had no potential. So this dude at the age of... Shut up
0: over there. A-Train, <laughs> get the hell out of here. <laughs> to don't want you right train.
1: now. About to go to New York shortly. Go, go train
0: someone at NXT.
1: Oh, boy. NXT's hot right now anyways so at age 35 ddp he hmm. went to the wcw performance center the power plant they call it <laughs> don't you dare call it the performance center <laughs> what craig Pittman? they yeah, call it the pp the wcw pp he went to the power
0: plant the yeah power that's right
1: plant. when they were getting ready to get rid of him mm-hmm. he wanted more he brought that drive out he said you know what you want don't want me as a commentator i'm gonna do it i'm gonna become a professional wrestler At age 35, at that time in the 90s, everybody was winding down. They didn't think, you know, besides Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, who was still going at it. But, you know, you getting ready to to settle down. You wasn't about to do it.
2: But but comparing that to us, like, look at us. 35 years old, just starting our podcast. Everybody's shitting all over us. And guess what happened? We're still here. Everybody um, else is we're still here getting better and stronger every single week. Better and
0: stronger. I don't think anybody shit on us, because you know what? We don't care, because it doesn't matter. Thank you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we run through one producer, two producers, three producers, four producers. It just doesn't matter, because we're still at it, and we're still slamming and jamming here on week 30 of the It Doesn't Matter podcast. So we're going to talk about
1: the drive of DDP. So in 1991, he finally made his in-ring debut. Oh, yeah. And on his day off, he still went to the power plant and trained. because at the age of 35, if this train don't shut up right now.
0: No way to smack us down on all these trains' candy asses. Come on, notorious
2: one. Tell me how you feel. Exactly.
1: But anyways, this dude kept on training. He kept getting better. And people used to make fun of him, because at the age of 35, you consider old in the wrestling business. So after every match or after every train session, training session, training. he took ice baths. He did yoga. And the guys back in the 90s, they would clown him. You didn't do that back in the 90s. You was masculine. You put some Bengay on. You drink some beer and take some Oxycontin or do some coke or something like that. I don't you know like any gum. of the words you yeah, just said.
2: Yeah, that, that, I'm not doing none of that crap. Well, that's what they did back in the 90s. I like those
0: words,
1: after hours. <laughs> that's, that's what you do after the show. Well. <laughs> That's why a lot of these guys are not here today, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> yes, that yes. is correct. Yes, that yes. is true. So did he peaked Yeah. So <sighs>
1: 1995 rolls around September 17th.
2: Hold Just on, Dom. I think you're missing a story. What story did I miss? That uh, he called up Dusty when he was training, and he felt that he never thought he was going to amount to anything. He said, I'm just in here for the money. I'm not really going to go far. I don't think I'll ever be world champion. What did Dusty say to him? Then what the fuck are you in this business for, baby? I think if that was you, later on in his career. But yeah, he did say that. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> if you're not in here to be the world heavyweight champion, baby, get the fuck out right now.
0: Make sure you check that box that not for kids on YouTube when we post right. it, all right?
2: <laughs> we
1: are not for kids anyway. Well, you know what? in 1995 Mm. September 17th he won his first title it was the WCW television title against the renegade Ooh, i love the renegade the
2: wish version of the warrior
0: that's not me sleeping (laughs) that's me doing the ultimate warrior
1: all right so ddp he started developing he got better but 1996 That was a good year. That was an infamous year. Why? Mm -hmm. The most infamous year of all wrestling. DDP gets up here He's doing the damn thing. He's popular. WCW at the time was focusing on one thing in 1996. Sex. Wasn't doing that. It was all about the New World Order, also known as the NWO.
0: Too sweet.
1: So, John and his little Yo. Six Degrees of Separation, Will Smith movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Need a pad on a paper. The NWO to the movie Independence Day.
1: Minus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Anyway. Scott Hall, who was the Diamond Stud, mm-hmm. who was a part of DDP in the beginning. Yeah. That was Diamond. Ooh. And then Kevin Nash. Who was Vinnie Vegas? Who was the Vegas Exchange or Ve- Vegas Experience? Or something like that. He was Oz, baby. He, he was Oz. So his boys, they put DDP over. Yes. Yeah. They want this man to join the NWO. He refused. Now that until, was ninety-seven. That was uh, yeah ninety-seven until uh, yeah. NWO, WCW, or vice versa. It was WCW, sold out. Yep. And then they gave this man a shirt. He was finally going to join the NWO. It was a great angle. Or oh, so you thought?
0: I Until believe, when? I believe that took place in the the Superdome in New Orleans. It did.
2: And it probably did. the my most favorite, if not top two, uh, Diamond Cutters I've ever uh, seen. Oh, it
1: was tremendous. He put the DDP or uh, the NWO shirt on. Did the bang? Scott mm. Hall wanted to go shake his hand. Bang! Yanked diamond back. Cutter
0: yanked him back and the Diamond Cutter. My favorite part of that angle was. Kevin Nash, DDB clothesline him over the top rope. Kevin Nash takes a bump, grabs the announcer table, and holds it with him as he bumps and rolls over. It's the yes. most hilarious thing you'll it ever is, see. It is. That's why he had bad quads now and couldn't fight CM Punk in WWE.
2: Oh, my God. Well,
0: that was many, many years later. But well, apparently somebody else could fight CM Punk with real glass.
2: You got plenty of glasses over here. <laughs> CM Punk. See the reflection? He hates the world
0: right now. Future episode. But, but CM he's Punk, still the, the world. best. But you know who never hated the world, Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> he was always positive. He would never, never intentionally uh, uh, threaten to not show up. He would always show up. He even showed up when he wasn't even invited. That's how much he wanted to be That's there. That's
2: first one in, last one out. That's the way you do it, man. <laughs> DDP, leave
0: <laughs> right now.
2: No, Diamond, can you show up right now? You know, get our views up. I mean, he lived,
0: he lived in Atlanta, so he was always at the, the the PP, the power plant, so. He's always training with the young and up-and-coming guys. And uh, he was always around the WCW offices. He was probably fine-tuning and scripting out his matches and and handing them to the writers, you know?
2: So. Yeah, he was one of those guys back in the day that was like Mach, where he just laid out the whole match and everyone was like, why would you do that? Just listen to the crowd. Like, no, let me do this. And this is where the, the, the business is gone. Like, everything's laid out. The producers know where it's going on. And, you know, now you got better. I guess better matches for the time being. You know a lot of
1: people don't like calling a match in the ring. They rather just do it like backstage. You know that?
0: Well, That's I mean, a that's new why DDP didn't get
1: over it when he was
0: in WWE. That's a modern mentality, you know? The old school ways, yeah, you call it in the ring. I, th- I think
2: if I was doing it, I'd want to call in the ring. Let, let me feel the crowd. Let me see where I'm going I, wrong and
0: change it up a little bit. I think if you're doing pay-per-view or television, script it up. Yes. You're doing a house show. Call it in the right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I agree. Why not? I
2: agree. Unless you're a great.
1: Yeah. Well, like Brett. In 1997, he dealt with the great. He had possibly the rivalry of the year in 1997. He went against Macho Man Randy Savage. The, no, you got to say it again. Macho Man
2: Randy
0: Savage. Oh, yeah. I think I want to take the diamond coder tonight. Yeah,
2: I'm going to take Every the diamond coder. He
1: didn't want to take the diamond cutter until that finally that one night he took it and the place went nuts.
2: Yes. Someone someone like Mach to do that, that shows that he sees what's going on and he's like, all right, let me get back to the business because the
0: business is giving back to me. You know, Mach Macho Man, you know, he 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 was one of those good guys. He wasn't trying to put himself. Over all the time, like his red and yellow partner of his <laughs> <laughs> uh, toward the later run of Macho Man's WCW career and his pro wrestling career as a whole, then yeah, he became a little more selfish because he had a protective spot. He couldn't move as well as he used to. And, you know, during our It Doesn't Matter podcast special watch along podcast, Road we Wild 99. WCW Road Wild 99, a tremendous pay-per-view, so if I, you haven't I watched it. I highly recommend
2: everybody to watch that. That is one of our best watch-alongs of all time. Don't lie to these people. Shut
0: up. Watch the Was it the second hour of the show. If you really want to have a <laughs> well, good time, start, the a mid, Jesus. start at the <laughs> midway point of the show. The last half of WCW Road Wild 99 <laughs> is a hoot
2: and a half. It's not even a hoot. It's hilarious.
0: That's right. And as I've uh, seen, a, a clip or two or a reel or two on the social medias of one of our favorite matches ever, the icon, Sting, facing off against that big dummy, yeah, Sid Vicious. It was a, <laughs> it was a gay old time at WCW Road Wild 1999, and that's OK. Probably one of Dom's favorite Sid matches. Jesus. <laughs> Dom is no, f- no fan of uh, Sid Vicious.
1: But I didn't mind Sid. Sid was cool back in the 90s, but the yeah. fact. He's a millennial.
2: You are
0: this,
1: this man, half the man that he
2: is and has half the brain.
1: Yeah, he got half the brain that I do. Yeah, that's that's Sid.
0: Can I do that one over? <laughs> Sorry. No, we're Sorry, live. Sorry, we're pal. live, pal.
1: Yo, this dude, Sid. <laughs> okay. Literally was tired of the match.
0: Sting was getting ready
1: to jump over him. No, he just tripped him in no. midair. Yes.
0: Yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. i seen it. Sid is, a, is in an impeccable shape.
1: This man was so tired, he took three stinger splashes, and he got tired of the last one. Choke slam stinger match was over. We was all surprised what
0: you talking oh, about. Oh, man.
1: It? Well,
0: spoiler alert. <laughs> hey, hey, it doesn't matter what the result of the match was. It doesn't Check matter. Check out the last half of WCW Road Wild 99. And WCW's clothes.
1: That's true. Where they belong. Oh, They man. sucked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was good in 94 to like 98. That's a lot that, of fun. It was trash. But you know what's not trash? DDP's feud with the macho man, Randy Savage, in nineteen ninety seven, continuing from Spring Stampede all the way to the Great American Bash. And they had a knockout, drag out fight there in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, ninety seven. I think that led to the tag team match at Bash in the Beach, don't you think? Or was that That was nineteen ninety eight. That was ninety eight, All right. nineteen ninety eight. We have a lot of do we have some NBA fans up in here?
1: Whoop, whoop. We got one, two, all, all right. right. Well, That's like, two more than me like the NBA. <laughs> huh? Anyways, the Chicago Bulls was taking on the Utah Jazz. So you got Dennis the Worm Rodman and you got Karl Malone on the Utah Jazz. One day, DDP went to a Utah Jazz game. I'm gonna eat this wing. Eat, I told you eat the wing. I'm you got to advertise. Ah, savage. I'm, I'm in the
0: wing. You want me to choke? Is it? <laughs> Pause. Is, is it good? I love it. Hot rods, cafe, New London, delicious wings. Suck it, Buffalo Wild Wings. We don't care about B Doves.
1: Anyway, the 1997 Finals for the NBA was the Utah Jazz and Chicago Bulls. DDP went to a game. He seen Karl Malone and Karl Malone did one of these numbers. He threw up the diamond. Boom. After that, DDP talked to Eric Bischoff. Hey, let just get. Let's get this guy over here. Let's see what we could do. He got Carl Malone, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, got Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman skipped a practice <laughs> in the finals Ooh. to be at WCW. To hype up this
0: match between Carl Malone and DDP and Hulk Hogan himself.
2: You know, Jordan didn't like that.
0: You know, back in the day, Diamond Dallas Page would always be consistent with his character. Okay, kind of like I'm consistent with the chewing of this wing. <laughs> <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page would always refer to Hulk Hogan as Hollywood Scum Hogan. So that's we have. That's how we have to do it for the rest of the show. All right, Hollywood Scum.
1: I'm not disrespecting Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan was still my childhood icon. He can do
0: no wrong, Hulkster. Oh no! Hey, sorry. I listened to his
1: podcast the other day on uh, Joe Rogan.
2: How much of it did you like? How much of it did you thought was bullshit? But bullshit? Ain't no bullshit. I enjoyed it. Just wanted to hear. I'm
1: a Hogan Mark. I don't care what he did in his lifetime. I don't care about Terry Bollea, but Hulk Hogan was my man. Same of prayers, vitamins.
0: That's like saying, I love the Terminator, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, I don't care about you. Get out of here, pal. <laughs> but that Terminator guy, though, he could just stare a hole through you. Literally. Literally.
1: Literally. Anyways, that match between Carl Malone, Diamond Dallas Page, Hollywood, Scum. Scumbag, Hogan, that's what you said. Scum. Scum. And Dennis The Word. Dennis the Worm Rodman, that match made DDP right there. Yes. Literally made DDP right there. He was on Jay Leno, Conan O'Brien,
2: TRL, all the late TRL, night shows. All MTV, MTV shows. Something. Bill Cosby live. I hate to be on that now.
1: <laughs> he definitely wasn't on that.
2: He didn't a have current a affair.
1: pudding ready for him. Oh. Bill Cosby was giving them the diamond cutters.
2: Oh, he was giving out something else. Yeah, he put it in your drink. That's what he called it.
0: Well, here you go, little diamond cutter. Here you go, sweet cheeks. A little bit of that. You can't do nothing to me. I'm America's dad. Anyway, so Bash at the Beach, 1998. Anyway. Diamond Dallas Page was on the rise in 1997. You know who else was on the rise in 1997? ninety seven? I'm Goldberg. Man. Bill Goldberg. <laughs> former the yeah. Falcon. Him. William yes. Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah.
1: There's only four wrestlers that weren't WWFE guys that uh weren't established in WCW. That was Diamond Dallas Page. One.
0: Max Muscle.
1: <laughs> that, that was his bodyguard.
0: The Gambler. But uh Goldberg. Glacier. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero.
2: ECW. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Just no. to sure. And Booker T. Eh, 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 eh. Y, 2,
0: J. will okay, <laughs> give you that. Maybe like five. Maybe six. So underpushed wrestlers in WCW in 1997? Mm. Yeah, you're right. Actually, Jericho wasn't there yet. Exactly. But at that time, it was like three wrestlers who was hot
1: rating. Well, four wrestlers at the time well, it was
2: hot. Stereo. His weight
1: was messing him up. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. Said. Disco
0: Inferno was a TV champion. Stop it. And United States champion. Oh, Ain't no- Who? Conan. Not until he went to the NWO. Nah. That- so, <laughs> so in the audience here, we have one of my close friends. The notorious Mr. M.S. Mr. Shelver. And this dude, in the NWO Wolfpack, we're going to skip around a little bit, in the NWO Wolfpack, he loved when K-Dog... Conan came out. Orale. Orale, Arriba la raza. Body, body, and body, body. Body, body. He loved it when Conan came out. I'm sorry. I turned the channel when Conan came out. <laughs> I didn't care about him. I was like, where's Luger? Where's Nash? Wow. Where's Sting? Uh, you really said Luger. You'll, you'll never hear that again. I love Lex Luger. He's Dom's one favorite. of the biggest legend stars in this business. And just like this t-shirt. His t shirt too tight, Billy. You yeah. All right, you always need to see it. You that part, like Lex okay. Luger. I like the
1: Tequila Sunrise. The drink (laughs) too.
0: But yes, Conan. Yeah. He was uh Yeah, he was part of the NWO black and white, you know, he's looking he was leaning like a cholo real hard until he joined the Wolf Pack. And uh, you know, the Wolfpack had something going on there for a while, you know. They had Mr. Perfect and they had uh, Macho Man before he broke his knee for the umpteenth time. So the Wolfpack had it going on until they didn't, and Kevin Nash was gone for most of nineteen ninety eight because he was feuding with Hollywood scum Hogan behind the scenes. So all you had was Lex Luger in his uh, black khakis and Sting whenever he decided to show up, and Conan. So you hear that, oh, the Wolfpack theme. Dun, 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 and I'm dun, like, yeah. And then I see Conan, dun, dun, dun. and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Conan wasn't that bad. No, nah, he
2: wasn't that bad. He was United States heavyweight champion. He's, He's champion. better than Luger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll give, I'll, give you, I'll give you this right here. Conan in the Wolfpack is better than Lex Luger in the Wolfpack. Yes.
2: Oh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Mitch Silver with the line of the night. Uh, it's killing my appetite.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Wolfpack, Elizabeth. The big man, Mitch Silver. Did you like tomato paste thing? Huh?
2: No. Me either. Me either. No. I'm like what? Tomato, tomato paste, paste thing. <laughs> That was the worst.
1: Well, yeah,
0: high blood pressure. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Brand new Sting action figure with hypertension. Wow, collect them all. <laughs> and then go get, go get some help. I like both Sting. All right, go back to DDP. All right, let's, let's get back to it.
1: Yeah, get, what, so, What's happening here? Get out, DDP you know. is on the rise. So in 1998, in Halloween havoc, he fought my man, Bill Goldberg, like Bobby DeBrand Brain would say. Yes. And you know what? This was a great-ass match, but typical WCW. The they ran of the out of time. The end of the match was not on the pay-per-view. They
0: ran out of time. You couldn't see the finish of the match.
2: Stupid, stupid, stupid.
0: Literally. Well, that's because the Ultimate Warriors spent too much time in the match with Hogan, trying to get that fireball started. <laughs> that was before the cinnamon whiskey, too. <laughs> So literally, um, WCW Monday Nitro that
1: following Monday, they replayed the whole match with the finish, and DDP didn't win.
2: Why well, wow. would you just give away a pay per view? And they had to. I mean, you, free
1: you on free TV. Te- they had to because that was the last
0: Monday of the eighty-three weeks that they beat Raw in the ratings. Ooh, wouldn't it Big be? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be something if the if Halloween Havoc 98 ended? You know. Before the match concluded, then somehow me and Gene Oakland was like, call the WCW hotline, 1 900 909 9900. We'll tell you what the finish of that World Heavyweight title match was. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be. I would have called and my mom would have beat Wireless. my ass. Like the, like the last time? Yes. <laughs> mom, I didn't ever say it, suck it in Catholic school. I never said that. Whatever. Say what? Well, what? Whatever school you went to, pal. Yeah?
1: What, St. Joseph's?
0: St. Joseph, what is that? Catholic? Is that Catholic? It is yes. Catholic. that's what I just said.
1: Oh, I hear what you said. Oh, no, I said. It doesn't matter what it doesn't you matter. said. <laughs> it
0: doesn't matter if you like flats or you like drums. It doesn't matter what kind of chicken wings you like. You're going to get a little bit of both. <laughs> John's a Savage.
1: Like Macho. All right, so 1998 is about to end, and DDP is still hot. He's going against all the top guys now Bret, the Hitman heart, Sting, Hogan, Ric Flair. Booker T, you name it, he's going to get some. So on April, Spring Stampede. Was it Spring Stampede? Yeah, I,
0: yeah. I, I would be remiss to mention that at Star K-98, for the United States Heavyweight Championship, Diamond Dallas Page faced off against Kurt Hennig. Oh, jeez. And it was a pretty cool match. It was pretty Pretty cool, cool finish, and Diamond Dallas Page won the United States Championship. Although... The United States title never meant anything in WCW. It did not mean anything By like the a Continental no. title belt in nope. WWF. Too. By that time, it didn't mean shit. It never did, but not you know, damn thing. Scott really? Steiner would wear that belt, and he'd be like, I'm the man. It's like, nah, you're just Scott Steiner. <laughs> it looked good on him, though. White Lightning Scott Steiner. But uh. in April of 99, he
1: finally won the world title. He beat three Hall of Famers. Three goats. He beat goats. the immortal Sting, who just fought this past Sunday. Sting! The immortal Sting. Wimbley, He fought Hollywood scumbag Hogan, what these guys would say, and fought the 16-time world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair Drip, the nature boy. Woo! Yes, he won the title, and boom, that's the highest achievement that you could ever do. The first time beating them three legends right there, and Macho Man Randy Savage was a special guest
2: referee. Ooh, I forgot about that one.
0: You know, Spring Stampede 1999 was also notorious for being the only WCW VHS at the local Blockbuster Video oh, that geez. I could get my hands on. I don't know why they chose that one to do it for, but that's how I watched that show. Hey,
1: hey. hey. Anyway, you gotta watch it. Bandit Payne, was it 39.99 back in the day?
0: Sure. I don't know. I don't remember what the prices. I never, I have never ordered a legitimate pay-per-view from back in the day. I never had one of those cable boxes. I well. called the cable company. I said, can I order in your house the one with Brett and the Bulldog? And they're like, do you, have, do you have a black box or something? I was like, I don't know. I'm just 12. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, sorry, hun." I was like, don't call me hun, babe. <laughs> anyway, t- Spring Stampy, 1999, WCW to a Championship, changing hands to the first time, Diamond Dallas Page. And then a couple weeks later, he would go on to face The icon, Sting, on a three-hour Monday night show where he lost the title to Sting. John, I got a name for you right now.
1: The reason why WCW is no longer in existence, and I want to hear your natural reaction.
0: What is my natural reaction? Vince Russo.
2: Ugh.
0: (laughs) Vince Russo was the right guy. Bro. Bro. I hate Vince Russo. Gimmicks. I will admit, I when when Vince Russo and Ed Farrar first jumped ship from WWF to WCW, I was concerned. I was a big WWF guy, and I was like, their reign of awesomeness is going to end because they're joining WCW. That's why I'm not a betting man, because I would have <laughs> lost. Because that Vince Russo, yeah, he was uh, uh, a terrible, just a terrible guy. <laughs> You know, yeah, and if I, anyone, anyone ever comes up and says, "Well, Vince Russo said," I said, "Just stop." No, thank you. <laughs> you lost credibility as soon as you said Vince Russo. Don't care about him, not one bit. Same thing with Jim Cornette. I don't really care about him either. Ooh. So, never mind those guys. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Jim Cornette fan like that no more.
2: I just lost the
1: podcast. Are you talking about?
2: No,
0: oh. I have not. All four hours worth. Producer, Shit. rewind the tape.
1: But Four yeah, Vince hours
0: Russo. for what? Yeah, what did Vince Russo got to do with Diamond Dallas Page? Once
1: Vince Russo got involved, WCW went downhill. Do you guys know WCW the name? WCW
2: was already going downhill, but well, he just helped it. was it. already
1: downhill, but do you guys know the name David Arquette? Oh, yes. Makes you want to scream.
2: Ooh. Scream
1: and make you want to ready to rumble. First of all, I
2: like that movie, though. <laughs> it was okay. Hey, if it worked,
0: it would have been a great idea, right? Yeah. If David Arquette in Ready to Rumble, that movie was a runaway hit, then it wasn't that though. move would look like a genius move. It wasn't, though. But it didn't. It wasn't. Never will be. Never was. Ready to Rumble was, was an interesting movie for a wrestling fan because you got to see, you know, WCW in a different light. But it just didn't work. Yeah. It drew theory that, you know, publicity, it doesn't matter what the publicity is, that they're going to get rocking and rolling. It just didn't work. It just didn't happen. But Vince Russo is a guy that would never admit to that. He was in denial. And I don't mean a river in Egypt.
1: It wasn't no hole barred. That's all.
2: I'd rather watch no holes than that. That's it.
1: All right. But the best day for WCW was in March of 2001 when they got bought out by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I think being a
2: WWE
0: guy. You're selfish. Nice. Well, yes. WCW got bought out by the WWF by Vince McMahon or Shane McMahon in storyline, <laughs> and it led to the Alliance show, and we covered that the Invasion pay per view once yeah, on our show. We did. That was when uh, Dally, uh But everyone at WCW view. had multi million dollar contracts, and they did not want to give up those contracts, you know, for a WWF contract. However. Certain people like Booker T, like Diamond Dallas Page, they sought the fame. They not the fortune, but they sought the fame, and they, you know, they gave up their contracts, the big yes. money contracts, for an opportunity to become a bigger professional wrestling star. And unfortunately for Diamond Dallas Page, they gave him a terrible angle. Yes, I mean it was hot in the beginning, being the uh, revealed the as the stalker of Undertaker's wife.
1: Come on, man, that was never hot. It was. How you gonna have Diamond Dallas Page, who had the Diamond Doll, who was Kimberly Page, go after the Dead Man, the American Badass, the Big Evil, whatever the fuck you want to call him, American Badass? How you gonna go after his wife? Kimberly was hotter than Sarah. Everybody knows that. In your, in that your opinion?
2: Yes. <laughs> no, she didn't leave yet. <laughs> Not yet. It
0: was it, was. it was in
2: the works. <laughs> it was in the works. <laughs> it depends on who
0: you. You know, this is a personal choice, or taste, if you will. (laughs) If you like, Sarah Undertaker, no real last name, or the Diamond Doll, Kimberly Page. Diamond Doll. Sarah
1: looked like she belonged down the street at a roadhouse. Oh, jeez. If they were still low.
0: Dockside? No biscuit? (laughs) Tiki no laundry. Sarah Undertaker had a prominent provoscus. Google it. Google
1: it. (laughs) It was was just terrible. They did DDP terrible. Everybody know when Dom Dallas Page was at WCW, he was known as the People's Champion. He should have went against the People's Champion of the WWF-EE against the most electrifying man in all entertainment, The Rock. Rock. That's where they should have went. They dropped the ball on that.
0: People's Champion versus People's Champion. Exactly. Wow.
2: That I think the timing was just way off. Unfortunately, I mean, if you
0: have the Diamond Dallas Page of 1997, 98 yes. versus The Rock, sure. But by that point, Diamond Dallas Page, you know, he cut his hair and he was—he wasn't the same star as he was just a couple of years earlier. So by that point in DDP's career, when he was with the WWF, I mean, I like DDP, but I just don't think it was there for him at that time. Could yeah. they have done more with him? Absolutely.
2: If they ain't got Dali, like right at that time, like you said, they would have made something. But that 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 heat that he was bringing up.
0: Hey, I don't they think could you. they could have done more with him. But uh, hey, in the eyes of Vince McMahon, he was uh, no better than Canyon or Hugh Morris. Hey, the best thing DDP
1: had in his WWE run was those Roman Reigns teeth. <laughs> you got the pearly whites. The veneers.
0: Oh. Him enjoys his pearly whites. Yeah. Big smile from DDP. All the time. It was really creepy, though. It was. Yeah, they zoomed in right on his face. And he just smiled and gawked and made yeah, mannerisms. All you see is. Yeah. Cheesing. Like Brian Griffin. Creepy. He's a creepy little bastard. <laughs> Who he feuded <laughs> with at WrestleMania <laughs> X8. That creepy little bastard, Christian. And Diamond Dallas Page beat him for the European Championship. How he finally him. had his WrestleMania moment. Finally. He, he uh, finally had his WrestleMania moment. Yeah, so just like toot, that train. Toot, toot. That's right. I mean, it was kind of poetic. The last time DDP was at WrestleMania was at the Skydome at WrestleMania 6. There he was at the Skydome, WrestleMania 18, winning the European title from that CLB, Christian Cage. Dom's favorite wrestler. <laughs> nah.
1: I can't stand that guy. Is it beat? No, it's. He does his job real well. I'll admit that. Better it than, took me it took me thirty weeks. i finally admit that. Christian does his job real well. Better and than Jarrett. I like Jarrett. I, I, I still but, I still can't stand Christian. Oof. The reason why back in the day he was he was literally Edge's lackey. That was say hold my man Edge's bag. Or other another
0: mean. word for brother, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sure. Yes, but he was corny and he had his time to shine when Edge left injured and went against Orton, won the title. Blah, blah, blah. Same thing with Ray Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. When Eddie passed away, yes. Ray went to the top. Same thing. They felt the bad sympathy for him. Shit. Uh, it is what it is. It doesn't matter.
2: It does matter. My quarterback. Anyway, my teammate.
1: Just like that honey mustard on your chin right now. Oh, it matters. She, oh, I love it. That's for later.
0: I'm saving a little bit for later. You don't know where the night will go. <laughs> We're downtown, baby. You don't know where life's going to lead you. Brass Thank rails you. down the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's still open? Let's do a live podcast at the Brass Rail. How about that? Also known as the Blue Duck Bar and Kitchen. Oh, what? oh really? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I might be the encyclopedia of the It Doesn't Matter podcast, but not when it comes to the uh, local establishment that ever changed here down on Bank Street. Yeah. I'll leave that up to you, pal.
1: He is not lying. This man is a walking encyclopedia, especially for a pro wrestling. If you ask this guy a question right now, he'll know it. He'll know it.
0: <laughs> but not while I'm eating. So sorry, guys. Somebody want to ask
1: him a question? No. Mitch. Yes.
0: That's a stupid question. Who was number 13
1: <laughs> in the 2000
0: Royal Rumble? In the 2000 Royal Rumble? Yes. I can list participants in the 2000 Royal Rumble. How <laughs> <laughs> did we discuss the
1: Jersey Triad? Wow, they want to talk about the Jersey Triad because they're all d- 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 dead, <laughs> Just like how DDP would say back in the 90s. Well, who was in the Jersey Triad, Dom? Bam Bam Bigelow. That's Who's right. on Dark Side of the Ring? Mm-hmm. You got Chris Canyon, who's Who? on the dark side of the ring. Who's better than Canyon? Everybody. Living people. Oh.
0: But the Jersey triad, I mean, Jer- this was one of those things in the summer of 1999. WCW, again, pinpointed by WCW Road Wild 1999. It was a crazy mess. Like, it. no, no, it did not make sense. No, it was not great television. But if you like that car crash, non, just craziness of wrestling, Watch WCW in 1999. Just it watch makes anything. No sense.
1: Vince Russo. Vince Russo was a car crash. Vince That's Russo. That's why the shit did not make sense.
0: This was before Vince Russo showed up. Vince Russo showed up in late September. Actually, he didn't even start go, show up to work until mid October for Halloween Havoc '99. Wow. Whew. Okay. Um. So Vince Russo didn't show up till mid, like yeah, September October 1999. Because he is WCW mid- was batshit nuts that whole year <laughs> up until ni- September '99. So check it out. He just made it work. Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to go forward a little bit, and I'm going to go back a little bit. In the September of 1999 on Nitro, very famous match. You'll find it on YouTube. It's free. It's Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan teaming together. The dream team, if you will, taking on Sting and the total package Lex Luger. Why? Okay? That match happened September '99. You know what happened earlier that year? January, February, March, sometime around that time. That's the angle where the NWO Platinum, you know, where they combined the Red, the Wolfpack, and the NWO <laughs> Hollywood, they kidnapped Ric Flair, took him to a desert, and tried to bury him alive. Oh, that geez. happened earlier that year. Is that the same thing as uh, Alcatraz, when they tried to get Flair and Alcatraz? No, no, that was Roddy Piper in 97 at Super Brawl in San Francisco. Yes, Roddy Piper put himself in Alcatraz. But wasn't
1: Flair like an insane asylum or something? Flair like that? was in oh, a okay, mental
0: institution, yes. and he was met by Scott Hall doing a cameo. <laughs> Where he belonged. Oh my goodness, wearing that Tupac bandana. <laughs> you know how he, you know how he do. But no, how Yeah, do. WCW was crazy. in nineteen ninety nine. You got the Peacock Network. Make sure you check it out. It's <laughs> all there. It's all there. Hmm? So the anyway, the Jersey Triad, <laughs> you know, one of them crazy factions in the summer of '99, and much like the West Texas Rednecks, Kurt Hennig, Bobby Dunham Jr., and Kendall and Barry Wyndham, they could have been something, and they were something for a couple of weeks, but they just meandered and disappeared. After a while, because of the uh, the, the inclusion of Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara, you know, it's just a weird, wacky time. For WCW. Still to this day, from 1999
1: to 2001, WCW is the blur for me. So when we watch Road Wild 99, I'm like, wait,
0: why is this match happening? Why? This don't make any sense. No, like, I'm, yeah, I'm You so want to talk about something that didn't make sense at Road Wild 99? Does anyone know one of the matches at the Road Wild 99? The Macho Man, Randy Savage versus...
1: Dennis the Worm
0: Rodman. Why? Right. That's how I sold these guys on that pay-per-view to do a watch-along. I was like, you guys are not going to believe this. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, they you didn't. didn't.
2: Yeah.
0: You know what match took place? They're like, what? I told them that that match right there, Rodman versus Macho Man. They're like, what? Exactly. In Sturgis, what was it? Indiana, Idaho? Sturgis, North or South Dakota? South Dakota. South Dakota. South Dakota. Jesus. <laughs> hey, the people in Sturgis love Booker T. And there's a big giant fat guy in the front row. He's got that iron chic muscular gut. He ain't fat. He's just big boned, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he, he was a guy you'd see at the Brass Rail every night. Drinking some of that Yang Lang. Listen, Baba, you don't talk to me like that. I break your back and, and you can't, humble you. You can't talk to me like that when this is almost empty, pal. <laughs> you want to refill? Kelsey. All right. Refill after Let's hours. get back to
1: DDP. All right, so this dude, his career in WWE wasn't all that. He had a match against Hardcore Holly, and he, what, broke his
0: arm, back, some shit? That's right, on SmackDown uh, 2002, SmackDown 2002, April. Uh, DDP just had a random match with Hardcore Bob Holly on SmackDown, and uh, apparently uh, DDP was delivering a superplex off the top rope to Hardcore Holly, and... He just over-rotated, just a innocent accident. He hurt his neck, and that was it for DDP. He was done. That was Ooh. it. That was his last match in you know how he, You
1: know how he made his millions after retirements? How? Mm-hmm.
0: He sued one of the hottest rappers oh, back no. in the day, Jay-Z, for doing this.
2: <gasps> you
0: know. See, now, Carl Malone did the same thing. He didn't sue him.
1: Why'd he sue Jay-Z? Because Jay-Z was throwing every side, Everybody down with Rockefeller.
0: Well, that means he knew Rockefeller had lots of rockin' money. He know what he was doing. Hey. (laughs) Jay-Z, boom, had a trademark. Trademark. Yeah, he's a mark, all right. (laughs) Trademark. John Cena's cousin, who he got mad at John Cena, and then he decided to write a song for Kurt Angle on TNA. Oh, boy.
1: But anyways, after retirement... (laughs) this dude he appeared in tna had a made a few appearances few Mm -hmm. diamond cutters here and there he showed up in all elite wrestling with the american nightmare cody rhodes he even had a match on aew yeah did a damn thing had a diamond cutter but you know what besides him being world heavyweight champion in 2017 he made it to the wwe hall of fame
0: he sure did
2: Definitely deserved it.
0: He he made it to the Hall of Fame after delivering two uh, tremendous Hall of Fame speeches for other people. He delivered one for uh, uh, Jake Jake the Snake Roberts, yes, yes. in uh, 2014, and I don't know what it was. Something in the air. Man, I was crying in that arena when. Uh, I was the there. Hall of Fame was going off. I was there. It was a, it was a tremendous speech. I watch it all the. I, wa- I really do watch it all the time. It's just a great speech. DDP, Jake Roberts, and Scott Hall going in later that night. Two of his boys going to the Hall of Fame. They cleaned up. They got better, and you know what a great story for that. All thanks to DDP. And I, did he induct? No, he inducted someone else too. He, he inducted Jake, and he not Scott. No, nah, Scott was nah. inducted by Kevin. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Nash. But, Ke- but Kevin Nash was inducted by Shawn Michaels, I think. Was he? Yeah. yeah didn't DDP... So, so just think about it, Everything was just full circle. Yeah. He
1: came in the business... Or Jake the Snake was the, the mastermind that taught him the business. He inducted him in the business. Scott Hall, another one of his boys, he's in the Hall of Fame as well. DDP had life after wrestling. This is when the positivity comes up, because both them guys, well, Scott Hall's not here today, but they should have been gone a long time ago. He prolonged their lives.
2: Yes. He really did. He gave them a reason to keep going. Yes.
0: I mean, you can argue on your own whether DDP actually had a professional wrestling Hall of Fame career, and you know what? He He did. Look at the guys that they gave it to. The most infamous of being Coco Beware.
1: I thought you were going to say the Bushwhackers.
0: Oh, my God. We always end up with the Bushwhackers.
2: <laughs> God. Gosh, damn! stop talking about the Bushwhackers. The one tag team does, to my opinion,
0: does not need to be in the Hall of Fame. The WWE run, at least. Well, so DDP, you know, had, you can argue had a Hall of Fame career on his own in pro wrestling, but the, the way he brought back to life, in real life, Jake the Snake Roberts and Scott Hall and so many others... I mean, you think about guys who have had back injuries over the years. Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, they've had back injuries, and they were held by DDP with his program. Not just a yoga program on a bunch of DVD discs, but he has a facility down in Atlanta, and he would invite people to come join him, to prove to them, you know, your life can change. It can be healthier. It can be better. You don't have to be in pain. You don't have to be disabled. Come to the facility. I will help you out. And and that's legitimate. So DDP getting a WWE WWE Hall of Fame uh, induction, I mean, yes, he had a great career, but it's also for helping other Hall of Famers and the wrestling business as a whole. So basically the
1: same guys that he helped out in the beginning of his career that he put on, he helped out after he retired with their lives. He even helped out Stone Cold. He helped out everybody. There's a guy. Um, if you go on his YouTube page, you can see all the work that he did. He is a a motivator. Yes, we've seen dudes over 400 pounds within a year. They 225 pounds. Like no, like that's just like the type of guy DDP is. He'll bring you in. He'll take you in. He's want the best for you.
2: Yeah, the guy that you're talking about. He was told he would never walk again, and he's sprinting. He's sprinting. Literally literally. The doctor
0: said, you will never ever walk again. And he said, alright, we'll change that. So oftentimes we can talk about professional wrestler, we can have him as a leading topic of, uh, of a podcast, of a show, and you can talk about a great career. You can talk about that. You can talk about great matches, great moments, great interviews, great segments. But behind Diamond Doll's page is a genuine human being, a real person, a successful person, a helpful person, and I'm glad that he, he is... The second person that we've decided to feature as a main topic on uh, the It Doesn't Matter podcast. I agree. We appreciate you guys voting on DDP
1: because it means something. Just like the name Stone Cold Steve Austin means something to everybody out here. Because everybody knows that name and everybody's familiar with Diamond Dallas Page.
2: And if they don't, you need to know. Because that man will get you right where you need to be. Like I said, at 35 years old... At
1: that time in the nineties, you are considered too old to become a um, you know, a professional wrestler. So you being what forty one years old become world heavyweight champion, they put the faith on you. They gave you that title. So
2: They saw you put in the work, they said, All right, we're gonna put that we'll put your back on you, man. We
0: Just got- like
1: the city of New London, this man right here. <laughs>
2: I gotta wait six more years for that
0: then. <laughs> you the champ. Hashtag Pension. Yeah, (laughs) too real, too real, too real. But other
1: than that, John, what's your
0: favorite moment of DDP? I got to say, you know, moment, matches, I mean, I'll watch it over and over again. It's one of DDP's best matches. It's one of his opponent's best matches. Halloween Havoc, 98, Goldberg, and Diamond Dallas Page for the World Heavyweight Championship. One of the best, the pinnacle of WCW. Top five matches in probably its history. Abel, what you got? Uh, like I said, that
2: Scott Hall um, diamond cutter, but also the Eddie Guerrero power Bomb into a diamond cutter. One of the best diamond cutters you will ever see. I guarantee you need to look that up. It's incredible how he turns that. So I got two for that. And as for me, I'm a fan of DDP. When uh,
1: he was dressed as La Parka uh-huh. and he finally laid a diamond cutter on Macho Man, because that was the night Macho Man was ready to take it. And that right there, boom, escalated this man's career. That's
0: my opinion. A solid one at that.
2: Yeah, all all good choices, guys. I agree. All good choices, you. and you know what? It was a, it was a great
0: show about DDP. All right. So we like to uh, thank all our people for joining us here at the Hot Rod Cafe in uh, New London, Connecticut. Thanks for joining us for all you can eat all wings. Oh man, but. You are a slow eater with them damn wings, man. What? They're not good? <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you doing right now? Let's roll the footage back. You know how much I'm talking on this show? Yeah, a lot, pal. Yeah. Hey, Kelsey, you need another yingling over here. Uh-oh. <laughs> One more. <laughs> One more for the good guys.
1: <laughs> but guys, we appreciate you guys coming out here, supporting us. And we're 30 weeks strong. We, people said we weren't going to be able to do it. We're still at it. I bug this man every day. I got a new topic in my mind, and he calls, <laughs> he
2: calls me every day.
1: That's it. We we
0: we still going at it. Let's continue going, bro. How many how That's many it. show closes do you want me to do, man? I just did one. Hey. You're doing what? You want me to do another one? No, nah, maybe Abel can do one more. All right, go ahead, Abel. Not tonight.
1: <laughs> Close the show out. We're over time, pal. But uh, you know what? Yeah, Abel can't do it. Like I said, every episode. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. pod 23 Follow us on Instagram. We are here. Give us suggestions. Give us feedback. We're going to keep bringing you good content. This is what we do. This is our love right here. We are three friends, three different personalities. One love. One love. Professional wrestling. Until then, I am the notorious one. I am Dom. I am here with Poppy Platino. Facing the camera good time. I am facing, Mr. Adequate, Adequate, Mr. Stratfax, the man with all the knowledge right here. My man John, the AV guy, give this man a round of applause because he put this show together tonight. Thank you, thank you, John Lee. Yo. Until then, we will see you next time. Boom.